yesterday in the liturgical calendar, Jesus was born. And today, while still celebrating the birth of the Messiah, we fast forward 12 years to meet the adolescent Jesus, who has been studying the Torah and is found sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions in the temple. What's interesting about this story is it is the only canonical encounter we have with Jesus between infancy and the beginning of his ministry and is found only in the Gospel of Luke. The next time we encounter Jesus in the New Testament is when Jesus is about 30 and preparing to begin his ministry, having the way prepared for him by John the Baptist. While it may be tempting to view this story through a 21st century hermeneutical lens of Jesus as a precocious preteen, it is important that we deal with the story in its historical Jewish context. In Jewish tradition, a boy of 12 is an in-between stage of no longer a boy, but not quite a man. He is coming of age, approaching the age of responsibility in the Jewish faith. As some of you may be familiar with the Jewish rite of the bar mitzvah, when a boy becomes a man in Jewish tradition, this is the stage at which we find Jesus in this story. While the modern concept of a bar mitzvah would have been unfamiliar in Jesus' time, as it did not exist in antiquity, the rite of becoming a man when a boy turns 13 would not have been. Jesus, therefore, was not precocious but was simply doing what was expected of him at the time as a faithful, observant, and obedient Jew. We must also show grace to Mary and Joseph in this story by understanding the historical context of their travel. While many people are tempted to read and understand this story as Mary and Joseph losing their son during family travel and accuse them of bad parenting, Huge crowds made the pilgrimage to Jerusalem for Passover, and many people traveled in caravans with neighbors or extended families. This was a usual trip for them, one that had likely been done many times before, as they were a pious and observant family. What parents can't identify with the worry Mary and Joseph experienced when they thought they had lost their son? yet also identifying with the assumption that he must be somewhere in the family group. At the same time, Jesus doesn't understand their worry because he understands who he is and where he needs to be and doesn't understand why Mary and Joseph don't already know and understand that. These confusions and characters make this story easy for people to identify with either as a parent in the story or the child. It's a biblical case of parents just don't understand. But let us turn again toward the main character in the story, Jesus, who has stayed behind and found himself in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Yet this is not a normal adolescent coming of age story. For all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. The rabbis, teachers, and elders are stunned by his level of understanding. It is through this telling of Jesus' experience that those around him began to fully understand that Jesus is no ordinary youth. When Jesus responds to Mary's questioning, Why were you searching for me? 
did you not know that I must be in my father's house? He is not accusing her or upset with her, but seems to be utterly confused as to why Mary is so concerned. It is through this statement that we first see Jesus claiming his identity as the Son of God for himself and understanding his sense of purpose. It is Jesus' declaration of his divinity. Jesus knew that this was where he belonged. He knew who he was and whose he was from a young age. It is truly a story of an extraordinary child. Amy Jill Levine, a Jewish scholar on the New Testament, writes that Jesus being an extraordinary child is precisely why Luke included this particular story in his gospel, when we otherwise would not have any stories of Jesus between infancy and the beginning of his ministry. She writes, For some in the ancient world, a person who accomplishes great things as an adult must have had both a prodigious childhood and a miraculous birth. This is a symbolic story of a young prophet and future leader. So while Jesus was not precocious, he was certainly prodigious in his engagement with religion and the understanding of the Torah. This story of Jesus brings to mind for me the verse from 1 Timothy, beloved by youth members everywhere. Let no one despise your youth, but set the believers an example in speech and conduct in love, in faith, in purity. The thing that stands out most for me in this story is how Jesus was accepted into the temple and was not rejected because of his youth. He was fully engaged with the teachers in the temple, learning from them, yes, but also responding to questions, increasing in wisdom. It is clear that Jesus knows his faith community is exactly where he belongs. And I couldn't help but wonder, how we can create a sense of a chosen home for our youth as well. Jesus engaging with the teachers and elders of the church is a great example of intergenerational learning, for Jesus was not only learning from the teachers, but astounding them with his understanding as well. Jesus knew he belonged in the temple, and I think part of embracing this story as a modern congregation and looking for application to our lives is looking for ways that our youth, and really all people, can be just as welcomed and belonging into our church as well. I think that one of the reasons that I have chosen to stay in the church is because of this intergenerational welcome and teaching that I have, have experienced. Coming to Mount Olivet first at 22, I was welcomed in the congregation by Jim Allen and many of our elders and established a great friendship with both of us learning from each other. How can we work to create more of this so that those growing up in the church are able to choose church as a home for themselves, creating spaces that people feel the faith community is exactly where they belong? When our youth go through confirmation, are we beginning to welcome them as the full members of the faith community that they have become? It is through confirmation that they are choosing the church for themselves. How do we ensure that they continue to be among the teachers, listen to them and ask them questions? How might we find ourselves amazed at their understanding and answers if only we choose to listen? 
I love this story in Luke precisely because it offers us a glimpse into an aspect of Jesus that we might not otherwise understand. Like our youth, Jesus too had growing to do and increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. God is with us, our Emmanuel. And in this story, we get a glimpse first and understanding of Jesus as both fully human and fully divine. Jesus understands what it is like to go through the trials and tribulations of being human. As a youth, I felt drawn to this story because it was a story of a Jesus who was my age, a God with whom I could intimately identify. As an adult, I hear an invitation to discipleship and hospitality, creating a church where people are welcomed just as they are, creating a sense of authentic belonging, where we find ourselves being at home. Let us not despise anyone for their youth or their age, but rather seek instead a way to offer a chosen home where we can learn from each other. Above all, recognizing ourselves as God's beloved, formed in God's image, the Imago Dei, and claim ourselves as the children of God we are called to be. Friends, the good news then is this. Jesus is our Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus has experienced being fully human and guides us through his life in the ways of righteousness. May we go about this season with the curiosity of a 12-year-old, asking questions and seeking right answers, consulting with our elders and learning from each other. Let us increase in wisdom as we increase in years, growing through the love of Christ, looking always to our God with us, that we may go forth and be like Jesus with others.